guys, it's Ronnie, Janelle, and Bev from The Takeaway Golf. Here at The Takeaway, we showcase the people who make up the game through industry leader stories, offering you insight and connection to diversity in golf careers. On today's episode, we bring you Matt Burke. He's one of the caddy masters for Premier Caddy based out in San Diego. Tune in as we talk about what he considers the happiest place on earth. I was born and raised in Laguna Hills, which is in Orange County, OC life. Uh, grateful to be here. I uh, came back to Orange County after college. I went out to the Pacific Northwest for school in Central Washington University. That's where I received an education studying economics as well as playing college football. So it was a great experience being a student athlete and experiencing the Pacific Northwest after being in California my whole life. Yeah. So that was a neat that was a neat time. I bet. Yes. Time to take the California California boy out. It is. And you really get to appreciate this this kind of lifestyle and everything we have. Once you leave and you go to a small town like where I was in in school was a very small more like a commute town. So it was definitely a culture shock, but really nice area, met great people, but you come right back because you know what's here. Exactly. Right. Cool. So obviously you you said you played football growing up, right? And then you mentioned to me that you played golf here and there, but you know, not as not as often, right? It was occasional or like recreational, right? Yes. It was more recreational in high school. Uh kind of got my hands on every sport I could in high school. I played soccer, track, played football to finish. And Mm -hmm. then that was the opportunity to uh, pursue in college. And golf was just, uh, there was something neat and special about golf, but you really couldn't appreciate it in high school. For me, I wasn't in junior golf like you ladies. I didn't really have that serious drive. There was just something enjoyable about hitting a great golf shot and being around people different than any other sport I've ever played. So that's something to always return back to when you're going through school or playing other sports. It's like, Hey, can we just get away from this sport and go play golf? Right. That was like the mindset back then. And then after college, I was like, I, if I can find an opportunity to work in golf and make a career out of it and really get to be around people, that would be awesome. I know it might be tough, but you might start from the bottom and really work yourself up. But I worked in high school in the outside service position. Oh, I that, was, that was when I was 16. Okay. I was 16. It was my first job ever, actually. It was at a Lisa Viejo Country Club, if you've oh, heard of that. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So that was Lisa. It was public back then, actually. Oh, it was wow. A public golf course. They had uh, 27 holes, actually. They had now, today, that was... Ooh, that was a good, what, 12 years ago? So like, that was 12 not years. You're only 12 years. Like- well, well, we only get younger in life. All right, that's, that's the name <laughs> of the game. But yeah, 12 years ago, but now times have changed. That's a private private establishment now, private country club, and have all these new apartments. So it's just funny looking back uh, what it used to be. But 
that was the beginning of really understanding how neat it was to be around people and the networking involved with the golf industry and working in it, playing the privileges. That was always really enjoyable. It was one of those fun jobs, right? Right. So that was, that was new. I think a lot of us, I know a lot, I had a lot of friends, a lot of jobs in my past and jobs in, in high school, you kind of just doing them to make money or you're just doing them because you try to find something to do. Exactly. And that was, it was more enjoyable and more fun. You could really look forward to going to work if that made sense. Of course. So that was. Did you like the people that you worked with or did you like what you did? What, what in particular did you like? Yes, it was definitely, great question. It was definitely the people. That's what brings you back. The job itself uh, can be fun for times, but if you really find yourself around the right team and around the right people that share that same pride or something similar, that really allows you to feel connected to what you're doing. So that was the main thing is finding that, that drive where everyone enjoys these privileges of golf, playing golf together when you're not working, right? When you get off a shift or you're meeting these new members and everyone's buying in. And that was uh, an enjoyable aspect. Oh, for sure. I think I was talking to um, Bev and Janelle the other day, and I, we, I was talking to them and telling them that people come to golf and it's like they're Disneyland. Right. Like, they always come to golf for something like special to be happy, like get away from work. Yes. So to work in a place like that where people come into an environment where they're already happy to be there, like that's special in itself. So I can definitely yeah. Uh, yeah, that's well said. I think you should just write that as your slogan. It's just like Disneyland. Because that's golf in a nutshell. I can definitely feel that. I can yeah. feel that. It's happiest place on earth. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so you played football, you said, right? Yes. Um, what made you, did you ever want to, or were you ever thinking about pursuing football or, or anything like that? I know you were in a lot of sports. Right. Uh, good question. So I actually didn't know my plan going into college. Uh, a lot of people grow up, like when they're going through their sports, they're just picking, they kind of know once you're like your sophomore, your junior year. And honestly, it didn't happen until the last second half of my senior year. I recently made the decision to switch. I was a soccer player, competitive. That was my most competitive sport growing up since I was young. Uh, I started playing soccer when I was probably six years old, all the way till I was 18. And I really thought there was a future in that and I could earn a scholarship in college. But I made the decision that just out of nowhere, I talked to my best friend who actually received a scholarship to be a kicker or a punter, a special teams uh, player at a Division One school. And he switched from soccer to football, actually. He's a year above me, and he's one of my best friends. And I had that same idea. I was like, you know, it's going to be a little more difficult from a recruiting standpoint to receive a scholarship in a team sport like soccer. There's only so much control you can have. And the kicking position, if you're familiar with football, it's a more individualized, more very similar to golf. Whereas it's you out there and however you perform is going to really show you your statistics in pursuing college or not for that sport. So I did and it paid off. I was grateful that it paid off. I had a good year in high school. 
I played one year and I was able to uh, go to a good junior college and then earn a scholarship uh, to play uh, at Central Washington. Wow, congrats. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it just kind of happened. Like it was not part of the plan. You just trust your instincts, kind of like golf, that natural instinct of just like letting it go and just, just go for it and see what happens. Well, sure, sure. So, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Brownie. Go ahead. Go ahead, Janelle. I know. I was just going to say it's so funny because obviously I know Matt from work and there's so many things right now that you're relating to golf and so many people that do play golf, you know, can admit that there's so many life lessons in it, right? Um, right. Like, that's why people say golf is life. But it's funny because I know that you we always joke around. We're like, you don't even play golf, Matt. Because so, that's why we're just like, it's so funny how you know so much about it, yet you, you play little, which is totally fine, right? Like, which right. is why it, that's the beauty of it. You can learn about it. You don't necessarily have to play. You can just, you know, by experience, exactly. So how, how you're working in the industry that you are right now, you're learning so much. And even though you may not play the sport, you know, as often. Right. And that's a little different, I think, than most golfers. Let's be honest. I think they really want to be around the game as much as possible. When you work as a caddy or in golf, I mean, that's very uh, motivating. But just to be around golf and to have the opportunity to really learn so much about life, like you said, that's my main focus when I started getting into golf was those life concepts. And you learn so much in one golf round about who you are as a person, and what you're capable of and how you can handle yourself. There's so many things that you learn uh, if you're just stay open-minded with it. You definitely nailed that one. Yeah. So when you come, when it comes to talking about that and because you meet so many people and all these personalities, right. As a caddy. So how did, cause you're at Pelican two still, right. Aside from Correct. that. So how yes. did you fall into your lap then? Uh, graduating college or after college? Yeah. So it was actually a brutal journey. Uh, it did not happen overnight. I actually had to, I was, I pursued Pelican for a year, for a couple of years. Actually, I stopped by once a year during the apparent hiring season, hiring time, which was between like February and April. That's when they would usually bring on a couple more guys each year. But I never had the inside scoop. I didn't have any contacts. I knew it was all word of mouth. And I just didn't, I never had an opportunity. I'd always stop by, dress to impress and meet and meet the hiring manager. And I just never got in. And so I worked in the restaurant industry uh, over in Laguna Beach at a restaurant chain called Nick's. If you've heard of Nick's. So that was a, that was a good, that was a good, uh, Good learning experience, good work experience as well for what I do now. But I'll get into that in a second. The so it took me actually a couple years after college. So I graduated in 2015. I actually didn't start caddying until really 2017. Okay. And that was just the, the same thing happened. I actually connected with uh, one of our caddies who I'm close with is Lucas Thomas, and he actually him and I met each other through Premier Caddy, which is where I work as well. That's our uh, company that supplies our caddies at Rolling Hills. And it was just through email. That's how I started becoming a caddy. I went online, typed in the email, said, hey, I would love to caddy and show up at a tournament and see if I could work for you. And I had an opportunity and then you just teach yourself. That's how it started. I showed up at Torrey Pines one day in San Diego 
and I caddied and I just said, Hey, this is what we're doing. There's no instructions. You just have to trust what you're doing and, and just be around people and learn for, learn with it on the fly. Had you caddied prior to that? Like what attracted you? Never caddied before. Never knew. <laughs> I just knew. I knew the basics of golf. I was very aware of what was going on when I'd watch golf on TV and what, what a caddy was doing and how they were their the interaction between them and the player. And I've always just looked at it as like a life coach on a golf course. That's just what I, that's what I always looked at. So I kind of had that approach that first day I started caddying. I was like, Hey, I'm just spending four hours with four, four players. I'm going to get to know them. I'm going to help them shape strokes off their game by just keeping them in a positive mindset and just do my job, which is, you know, attending to their, uh, needs whatever they need as far as the golf course maintenance and right. around the greens, but uh, just trusting who you are as a person and everything you say, say with confidence. And that's that was just something that I told myself each time I go out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so what what um, what do you like in particular about caddying besides caddying, yeah. right? A lot of things. Uh, I'd say the the most important and the biggest thing for me is the ability to build long term relationships, and that for a caddy is what you strive for. It, it does. It's very rare because it's it's one of those sports that is very expensive, and it is you don't see the same golfer every day, every week. So you always want to make the best impression and, and leave it all out there. Uh, to get to know someone, let them know that you care for what you do and that you are giving them that full service of just being attentive and appreciate what you're able to do and be out in the golf course with them. So I would say the opportunity to build a long-term relationship, uh, which I've had the privilege, uh, grateful for a couple people um, over the years is something that is the most appealing feature, I would say. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, definitely if you're driving from Laguna to... Yeah. Laguna, yeah. It's really yeah. Right. That's right. Like a set schedule, like you're at this course one day and then you're at another course. Like, how does that work? Great question. Uh, the caddy life is actually every week is different. You don't know, you don't have a set schedule. Uh, there's only one golf course that might have a set schedule and that's over in Pebble Beach. That's one of the biggest golf courses that has the most caddies in one, and they supply them to four different golf courses. But uh, in general, the caddy industry, since I started, is there's no set schedule. It's a rotation over at Pelican Hill and other golf courses, or it is through requests if you are being requested by a specific member, uh, or it's just based on the demand of caddies for that week. So you're just, you're just basically are an on-call specialty. That is your life is you are staying close by, not making plans in the morning. You are staying optimistic that, that you're ready to go and you're reliable. That's the, the most important thing. How many uh, rounds do you do a day? Do you just do one or do you do two? Like how does that work? Right. It, uh, in the summer, we have enough daylight in Orange County that you can do too. It's more rare uh, because a lot of golfers, um, the amount of requests we get where golfers playing 36 holes in one day is a little, a little more rare. 
And, but it will happen from time to time. I would say it's more about maybe once every other month, you'll probably get some requests for uh, two rounds in a day, but a little, little less over here. Yeah, I, I imagine that being pretty exhausting after. A while. I love it. I, I would love to be there for three rounds if I can. I mean, that's it's fun. It doesn't get old. I'll tell yeah. you that. So, do you carry the bag, or, or is it on the cart? Like, I have some. It, like- it, yes. <laughs> no, it, it is actually no. That's a good question because every golf course is different, and some are walking only. So you're carrying the golf bags. You can carry one to two bags, uh, to be in the max, um, which I would say is probably nowadays, uh, the other golf course at Pelican that I work at is all four caddy. So you are jumping on back of the cart. No one can actually carry bags there because the golf course is so isolated. The uh, holes are so isolated from each other. So it might take you about 10 hours to actually play golf there. If you were to walk it, oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's so big, the property's huge, but it's, it's beautiful, but I would still walk it if someone wanted to, but they don't, they don't make that a feature there right now, uh, since I've been there. But yeah, I would say it's more split down the middle if we had the option, because a lot of members or guests, they enjoy walking the golf course and you're allowed to have more interactions as well. When you're carrying someone's golf clubs, you're around them a lot more than being in a fork caddy position, which is you're out ahead of the golfers so that you're able to do tasks while they're uh, getting set for their golf shots. See, so you have by now probably caddied for a bunch of people. Do you have a story for us? Everything I would say uh, to answer the question, there's probably a memorable or a crazy story for every caddy experience. That's, that's, that's definitely for every single one like the uh, a good thing about what you do too it's just like there's always some sort of like story that you can come from every round that you do or like like you said just getting to know people awesome right life yeah yeah makes you feel alive i mean it makes for me it's usually between an hour and an hour and a half to work and an hour an hour and a half coming back and there's some pretty good traffic but it's the opportunity to have these connections and be around people that love the game that we get to share the game with is worth every second of the drive. And it's the staff and being around uh, the Rolling Hills staff and Janelle and all of the, the people that buy into that process is uh, what's what makes everyone feel alive and share that joy that we have for the game. Oh, sure. That's awesome. So would you say that caddying is like a platform for networking in itself or just like, you you talk about like relationships and stuff. Like, I think that's a great platform for networking and just like getting to know people, not even in the golf industry, but outside the golf industry as well. Right. And that's, that's what actually I saw the value in. Uh, I was talking to Janelle about that, I think a couple of times, but I saw the value in that aspect. I was attracted to become a caddy because of that networking opportunity and to be around people for four to five hours or be around the staff of a golf course and get to know people for that much time. Every time you go to work, you really learn a lot and you learn about what part of golf you would want to work in or stick to. And you never know if you meet people that you build connections with that can send you in the right direction in a different area, different field. It's just an, it's an endless world of opportunities in 
caddying because you can fall in love with the game and maybe turn into a teaching side. You could uh, stick to being a caddy and continue to uh, supplement it with other golf courses. So I think there's a nice flexibility and direction that can open up doors uh, through caddying. I agree. What what else would you be interested in pursuing us in the golf industry? Caddy. If we have the opportunity just to continue to grow, uh, I've been fortunate enough to be able to help uh, manage, can become on the management side with my bosses, uh, managing other caddies, which is for me, I, you know, managing is just helping other caddies be successful and helping them grow and, and become and create more exposure for them in building their connections and seeing them uh, utilize caddying to platform their career. Uh, so that that's a very enjoyable uh, last couple of years for myself since I've been around Rolling Hills is being more involved with other caddies because we necessarily don't have the opportunity to see each other that much when we're working because we're out there by ourselves uh, mm-hmm. with our golfers. We're not typically with another golf caddy, uh, which will happen from time to time. You'll see two caddies in one group. Uh, but I would say just to continue to expand if possible to other golf courses and start setting up more caddy programs. That would be a great opportunity if, if we can uh, have that happen in the future. Be nice. Yeah. I think that'd be a great idea just to like, like keep the game growing. Like that's a, a job in itself. You know, we right. can utilize more caddies and get people more on the golf course. I mean, I think that's a great idea. So. Yeah. So we'll just continue to have positive attitude and make every caddy experience count by just sharing the passion for the game. And it's up to the the members and the board of directors at each golf course, if that's the direction they'd like to go into, but you know, we get to have the opportunity to set the tone and uh and make that impact which is a nice opportunity to have for sure well is there any other um advice you want to give to any people that are wanting to get into the industry you know whether they are someone that was like you um you know that was kind of doing kind of like you know figuring themselves out or you know someone that just wants to to learn more about golf is there any advice that you want to give to that uh, to them Yes. If I was looking at myself uh, back when I was 16 again, or just anyone out there that uh, is considering uh, putting an application in or learning more about golf, uh, just it gives you the opportunity to keep an open mind. There's so many different job opportunities that can give you so much passion. I think golf gives you that, that safe space where you can really feel connected to a place you go to work. But I, I can stand behind saying that it doesn't feel like work. If you, if you see something exciting about golf or if you play golf and felt a great golf shot, um, and there's a lot of room for growth in yourself and learning about life, that that's the most exciting part of golf. So it's, it's really a springboard for your own growth in life, but also it could be a potential career opportunity that can uh, open up a lot of doors. So there's, it's kind of a win-win if you look at that way. Agreed. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other questions for, um, for Matt, Ronnie? Um, we can pick from his brain. 
<laughs> so are you working right now? Then actually haven't worked in the last two and a half months. But I've had the most exciting time. It's the most refreshing time right now. Because we're I was telling Janelle, I know it's hard to see that, but there's a lot of things that you're able to reflect on as far as the work you do and it, it'll reestablish a sense of passion for what you do uh, when you have the extra time on your hands and maybe you can apply a plan going forward that we don't really have the time to think about. So it, it's been nice to have that extra time in your hands and we'll get back to work at some point, but I've uh, been fortunate enough to where, you know, healthy is the main thing and golfers are getting back on the golf course. So it's, you know, it's about something bigger than just ourselves. So it's nice to see things are slowly progressing back in the right direction. Totally. I agree. Uh, I think this time has really put things into perspective, especially for myself as well. Like, I, I think everyone really, but um, yeah, that's definitely most important right now. Right. Um, how, about, how about you guys? I know Janelle just went back to work and it's been a good couple months. How about yourself? Same, same boat. Uh, I work from home right now, so I'm very okay. really about that. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm in no rush to get out right now. Just <laughs> going on and okay. doing my part, staying inside and and just trying to stay away from people. So, with the whole COVID thing going on, obviously we can't predict anything. But how do you think um, golf is going to be? Um, moving forward, not even just the caddying, but golf in general. Do you do you have any like take on that? Mm. Yeah, I would. I think that golf has the opportunity to have still its same love for the game because social distancing. Yes, I think they're going to be a little bit more cautious uh, in the beginning. I can see that for the next. Maybe the rest of the year, they're going to really try and protect people's health and maybe have face masks on and protect the golf course or have less employees. And they'll slowly progress to where everyone's moving in the right direction. But I think golf, you're still able to keep that social distance. Maybe in certain, there's going to be a little bit of uh, safety precautions given what's been going on. But uh, I think the, the fun and the, uh, the comfortability will really come back over time. I don't think we're going to be affected. I think it's just more temporary right now based on how scary this has been for everybody um, as a whole uh, these last couple of months. I think we'll get back in the, the right direction for golf. I mean, it's just been a tough time, just a little speed bump right now. Yeah, slowly but surely. Yeah, going back to work has been great. I've definitely encountered a lot of members that are very happy, like going back to us talking about how golf is Disneyland. They definitely expressed how very happy they are at the club to know that this is considered, you know, safe and what's considered normal. Um, so it's as long as they're happy, I think that's, that's all I can really ask for and healthy and safe because knowing that, it's 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 out there you know you can't you can't prevent it um from happening but everyone can just honestly do their part and you know it's if you're sick if you don't feel comfortable then you know you just, just do your best to stay home um but yeah everyone's taking definitely um precautionary measures for it and it's baby steps for everything in the department 
because we want to make sure that we still stay open, but in a safe and comfortable way for our members. Right. I agree. Yeah. That's a good perspective. I like that. Well, they've definitely happiness done. is the key. At the end of the day, happiness is the key. I'm with you. Yeah. I think I was talking to Janelle about this too earlier. Um, I was just telling her about because I was listening to some PGA webinars and um, they were all talking about um, difficulties about their members and their players, the golfers on the golf courses um, with face masks or, or whatnot on the golf course and how that can um, kind of backfire in a way because for the golf courses that have houses around them, the people that live in the houses might call and be like, I'm worried, I'm scared, how come these people aren't wearing their face masks? And then that puts the course for like the city or the, the county to be like, hey, you guys are shut down now because you're being unsafe. And so it's like this vicious cycle of people like they want to come out and play golf, but then at the same time, you need to be respectful. And like, if you want these privileges, then you have to do this. Cause then it, it'll backfire. You guys can't, we, we can't get the, or have the course in business if you're going to be doing like that. So I don't know yeah. if you've had to come across that, you know, what is that? I don't know if you've had to come across that, but oh, oh yeah, your course is a little bit different because the members own it. So correct. Yeah. So that's, that is different. I'm sure it's different across other courses that are owned by a certain company or management. Um, but for us, we are owned by the members. So we do have the option, of course, all staff is mandated to wear masks and have gloves and, you know, always sanitize. Um, the members, however, it's up to their, it's up to them to wear masks or not. I personally, of course, would like for them to wear masks, but I can't, can't micromanage that um, as long as I just keep my social distance from them. So it's it's been very different. It's been a very um, weird times lately, but yeah. we got to roll with it. Right. Yep. We're all in it together, and I think it's a good opportunity just to you know, represent that teamwork, right? I mean, we're all in the same boat, and we're going through it, and we all share that same passion. It's just a little different times right now. master for premier caddy if you're interested in this line of work please visit premiercaddy.org to get yourself started thanks for listening leave us any feedback by sending an email to the takeaway golf at gmail.com catch you guys again next week